Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to jump into this series, this series on trauma. And it really is just such a fitting place um, for us to start this podcast because it's actually where my understanding of human and spiritual integration really began to come together. See, I'm a trauma therapist with a, a degree in theology, licensed trauma therapist, licensed professional clinical counselor for over 16 years. Um, but even after having spent time in a convent, even after having a degree in theology, the effects of trauma that I carried and that I was affected by left me so riddled with depression and anxiety um, that I, and I did not even understand that they were coming from the traumatic things that I had experienced. That was simply, um, that simply didn't seem to be understood by any of the professionals, professionals I had seen. It didn't really seem to be something that made any sense to me because I certainly wasn't walking around thinking about the traumas I had experienced. They certainly weren't the foremost thing on my mind. And in order to understand why these things continue to affect us so many years down the road, it's really important to understand the physiology behind it. And once that came to together for me, so much really it was like scales fell from my eyes because even with this background in theology even with time having been spent in the convent i i still felt abandoned by god basically i felt as though he didn't see didn't understand how much i was suffering <clears throat> and that i just wasn't like one of those special people who um who he was watching out for and who he would alleviate these symptoms for. And so it, it's really such a starting place to, to start with a series on trauma. So I'm very excited to be doing that today. Um, what I've learned professionally has helped me so much personally in my walk with the Lord and helped me be able to embrace suffering with a far greater degree of, um, of peace, even in the midst of it. And actually, even at some at sometimes gratitude, right? So being able to understand it to such an extent, um, and really being able to to embrace it, really being able to be glad to share in the Lord's experience of suffering, which is something I can say I never thought, never thought I would say or or um, be able to even wrap my head around the the idea that some people would say things like that. So. Let's jump into a little bit about the physiology of of why um, of why trauma can affect us and and the importance of understanding that. So, 
um, fundamentally, our world is highly disconnected, which is really crazy when you think about it. The, the access we have to each other, even on the other side of the planet, um, is so amazing, just with text and email and fax and phone calls and, and all of that, just at the touch of a button without even having uh, to get up and pick up a, you know, a phone and dial it like we used to, you know, we just, we hit somebody's name and it just connects us. So we have the, the potential to be so connected and yet our world is so highly disconnected. And yet when we put this together um, from a theological perspective, what what we know from the scriptures, especially all throughout the Gospel of John, um, we see in in the the discourse at the Last Supper, Jesus just prayed that we would all be one. He's forever praying to the Father that we would be one, that we would be one with Him the way He's one with the Father, and um, and which is really it was really crazy because the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one God. So for us to be one with him, the way he's one with the Father, is um, that's a high degree of unity and union. So, um, so understanding that we're made for such intimate connection, and yet our world is so highly disconnected. In order to understand um, that concept of how highly disconnected our world is, all we have to do is turn on a television. And so sadly, I mean, we're just living in the wake of the Uvalde school shootings and then the the shooting at the hospital in Oklahoma and or the medical building. And, um, and, and we're just bombarded with these sorts of things on the news. Um, people feeling... If, feeling alienated and people feeling rejected and just living out of such a sense of disconnection. So clearly the, the physical access we have to each other by way of, of words and communication doesn't accomplish the connection. We can still have such a high degree of disconnection. So physical connection is not the solution. It's clearly more of that emotional and that spiritual connection for which we're made. So, so how does that, how can that happen? Um, when we live in a world with so much hurt, where there's been so much hurt, um, we see that there's a great deal of confusion. And particularly for those who've been through trauma, not understanding how it affects them, not understanding how it affects each other, other people who've been through trauma, and oftentimes even loved ones, um, who are looking to support people who've been through trauma and not understanding the behavior that can really be confounding. Uh, it just, it, it breeds fear and confusion and that leads to disconnection. So, um, understanding on the other hand leads to compassion and compassion leads to connection. So see, we have two alternate routes here. One is fear, which leads to, um, to confusion, which leads to us wanting to control situations, which leads to disconnection, or we have understanding, which leads to, um, to compassion, which ultimately leads to connection. So having an understanding of how we've been affected by painful things in our lives and how other people have been affected by painful things in their lives is really important 
especially because these these ways we're affected play themselves out on a daily basis. And that's really what we're going to be looking at through through this series on trauma um, and why it's important to understand that. Because, I mean, if you think about it, really regardless of what we're doing, regardless of what our job might be, for the vast majority of people, that includes other people. It includes the, the people we serve or it includes our coworkers. Um, there's, it's really hard to, even if you work alone by yourself, um, oftentimes there's others you encounter even on your commute to work. So it's really hard to, to live in this world and serve other people to do ministry to, even if you think about from a customer service and sales perspective, how important it is to understand the people that who you engage with on a regular basis. Certainly if you're a teacher or if you're a medical professional, if you're a first responder, if you're doing ministry, if you're a pastor, if, um, if you're doing spiritual direction, if you're doing counseling, most certainly becomes that much more um, where you're really on the front lines with people who are oftentimes coming to us to, um, to deal with their pain in one way, shape or form, whether it's from uh, more of a human focus or more of a spiritual focus. And so for us to have that greater understanding can really help us avoid pitfalls and problems and not just that, but be able to establish connection and to be able to truly communicate in a way that's effective, but not just in a way that's effective, but to communicate those things that need to be communicated. Um, So it's really crucial uh, because such a great number of people have experienced trauma. Now, this was just back in the, remember, um, to take just one slice of how traumatized the population is. This is back in the late 80s. The statistic was that one in every four women, by the time they were 18 years old, was sexually abused. Now, that was one in four that was back in the late 80s. And that was just of people who would report the sexual abuse. So then you multiply that by being all this many decades later. And certainly it's not only females who have been abused in such a way. And certainly there are more who are abused than report. And so then you add to it all the other different types of abuse, certainly the bullying and the cyberbullying and um, physical abuse and emotional abuse and verbal abuse, um, gosh, violent crimes, combat, natural disasters uh, for kids who've been um, adopted or in the foster care system. I mean, it just, it really just, it adds up in such a, a quick way where it's oftentimes when I'm giving trainings on trauma, eventually a hand goes up and somebody asks who hasn't been traumatized. And it's, it's really hard. Unfortunately, it's really hard to think of somebody who has gone through life unscathed. Um, think oftentimes we've been through something that has really impacted us in a, in a personal and painful way in such a way that we continue to carry it. Now, certainly that's, um, that's more or less for different people. But, um, but the fact that so many people have been affected in so many ways 
just really shows you that that trauma is an invisible epidemic that we we don't even really talk about um it's certainly when you think about how much how much conversation there has been over the last few years about um about COVID-19 now compared that to how much you've ever heard about trauma and yet how much more rampant trauma is and has been for just so much of a longer time, right? So decades or or even centuries. So, um, so there's a profound number of people who've been affected by trauma. So understanding trauma helps us understand others, understanding ourselves and others helps us to be able to serve with greater compassion. So what's one of the main things about trauma? What's one of the main things that we need to understand just on a very fundamental level? It's super important to understand that because of trauma, and I'm, I'm talking here about the biology of trauma, which will crack open in, in the next episode, but because of the physiology of trauma, we actually get stuck in a fear response. We can be affected in such a way that we get stuck in a fear response for very biological reasons. Those biological reasons are not something the person chooses. They're not something they're even necessarily um, aware of or that they understand themselves. And so it can leave the traumatized person to themselves feel very confounded by their own emotional response and and the intensity of their behavior. So what that that fear response comes from is because on a biological level, the person stays super reactive to the different um, sensory stimuli. So what, what sensory stimuli? It's sights, sounds, smells, emotions, even our own body sensations. When we experience things that are reminiscent of past traumatic experiences that can kind of like be like stepping on a landmine or a fire alarm within us gets pulled and suddenly we can be flooded with the emotions uh, and the intensity of the emotions of traumas that we've experienced in the past. And because of that, we can go into response of fight or flight. You've probably heard of that from our sympathetic nervous system. That's not something that's willful and chosen. That's a sympathetic nervous system response. And then because of that, we're in a, um, we're in a heightened state of stress. So our bodies can produce a, a, a lot of cortisol. And one of the things that cortisol does is it shuts off the production of oxytocin. So oxytocin is something that our body produces that's a feel-good hormone. And, and it's a good thing. It's a feel-good hormone. It's something actually that bonds a baby to a mother. And it's it has to do um, with fostering love, trust, and friendship between people. But when we go in to this intense uh, fight or flight kind of fear response, production of oxytocin is shut off. So, so what's the big deal about that? Well, the big deal about that is if oxytocin gets 
shut off in a situation where two people are relating, then suddenly that ability um, kind of for openness and for understanding and for compassion for the other is is blunted, severely blunted, even um, because of because of the cortisol, right? And so, so let's put skin on that. What does that look like? That looks like if I'm talking to somebody and say, I have, um, I have unaddressed painful things from the past. And, um, this person brings up something having to do with that in a way that's very painful that I, that I perceive as very, um, painful or threatening to me in some way. And I'm flooded with cortisol. Then, my production of oxytocin be shut off and suddenly I could go from perceiving this person as fundamentally accepting of me and fundamentally um, just a good person and this is an enjoyable experience to suddenly experiencing that person as a threat. And so then it's not hard to uh, to kind of extrapolate how that's going to put a damper on our relating at that point. Suddenly you can imagine um, what happens when we get defensive, right? All of a sudden our ability to to truly hear the other person and what they're actually saying um, just really gets shut off. It gets turned off. And everything that we're hearing or, or seeing of even the person's face, how, how we begin to perceive that is as though they are a threat, as though that person is against me. And so it really can break down really quickly. And this is so important to understand because it's, um, it's right at the heart of how our perspective, when we've been through traumatic experiences, how our perspective can get skewed in the direction of, I'm not safe. I'm not accepted. I'm not loved. I'm, I'm on my own. I'm abandoned. And when we live out of that perception, out of that perspective, not understanding where it came from, then one of the things I so consistently see as a therapist and experienced as a traumatized person before I went through, um, through treatment myself, one of the things that's so in, um, just inherently damaging about that is what happens is that we experience that symptom, that perspective as who we are rather than how we're doing. So I'm going to say that again. So we experience our skewed perspective of I'm rejected as who I am rather than how I'm doing. Can I actually perceive any or all of my trauma symptoms as who I am rather than how I'm doing. And boy, is that something that ties in with the spiritual life so quickly, because that's something that Satan is just always trying to chip away at is our identity, right? And when you think about it throughout scripture, how many times do we get referred to and and the Lord calls us his children? That's our identity. That's at the core, you know, even in um, in the Gospel of John, I, I love one of my favorite parts is where Jesus is praying to the Father and he refers to us as gift 
the, as God's gift, the gift of the Father to him. And he's giving that gift of us back to the Father and trusting us to the Father. And, and just that sense of us being gift, like even God seeing us as gift to him, whether it's in the Father or the Son, that's, man, if we could really embrace that identity completely on every level of our, of our being, wouldn't that change the world in a heartbeat? And so it's really our identity that Satan's trying to chip away at. So it's, it's really important for us to understand since that's so key to the spiritual life for us to understand how that gets destroyed, um, from a trauma perspective. And it's, uh, it's important for us to understand that so that we can have insight into it when it happens. It doesn't mean that we might not still have those same feelings. Now, if, you know, if people go through trauma treatment, then of course, then those, those feelings can be addressed and, and the trauma is reworked. And we'll talk about that in another show and all of that. But, um, so those feelings don't have to continue that, that there is a solution for that. But, even if somebody doesn't go through intensive trauma treatment, there's still a way that just understanding that, understanding that our perspective can be skewed, can be so life-giving. It can really release me from, from believing that, um, that my perspective must be something that I must respond to with intensity in order to protect myself. So um, our identity as God's children is so crucial. It's really something that Satan would want to chip away at and take out from under us. So um, just really want to encourage anybody who's suffering from painful experiences from the past, if just really take that moment to take a step back when you experience that sense of rejection, the sense of abandonment, take a step back and Take on God's mind for you, for that suffering part of you that's experiencing that and share in that sense of compassion for you, right? So what you're doing basically is uniting yourself to the Lord and his compassion for you. And in doing that, it's going to, it's going to reconnect you to the Lord, right? And it's going to reconnect you to yourself. So Understanding that that perspective of rejection might not be true, might very well come from painful things that you've experienced in the past, then have compassion the same way the Lord has compassion for you. And in doing so, reunite yourself to him as his beloved child who's cherished beyond belief, who he came into this world to, to love and to save so that you'd be with him for all eternity. So I'm excited um, to crack this open more completely throughout remaining episodes in this series on trauma. Um, just want to mention a book that I, um, that I wrote about the biology of trauma, and that's called More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma. I wrote that book after 12 years of doing intensive trauma work, having gone through treatment myself, having a certified trauma therapist and all of that, and just really saw so many of the, the things having to do with the biology of trauma and, 
and how much we just really all need this information and how it needs to be explained in a way that it's easily accessible to to people who don't marinate in this world of trauma all day like some of us do. And that book you can find on Amazon. Again, it's More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma. And that's by me, Margaret Vasquez, your host for this show. Um, It'll also be in the show notes for today's episode on my podcast. So you can look for Wholeness and Holiness podcast and episode number two. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to discussing these things more with you in, um, in future episodes. And until next time, may the Lord give you peace. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.